the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. All right, folks. Hey, welcome to SDORC Dirt Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Alpha Site Logistics. If you're getting ready to do an event out in Imperial Valley, then you need to give these guys a call. They can hook you up with portable toilets, hand wash stations, hand wash trailers, shade trailers, dumpsters, and a whole lot more. Call them at 760-352-8383. Call ahead, because if you have an event coming up, you want to make sure you get in. That's Alpha Site Logistics. And when you talk to them, thank them for sponsoring S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio. Audrey Mason, Ed Stoven in the house. So how was your guys' week? Oh, it was wonderful. Um, I went out and uh, went snorkeling with my nephew for the first time yesterday in La Jolla. So, really? you know, when it's too hot to go to the deserts, we're blessed <laughs> to be by the beach. And So you got to swim in a toilet. I How did. How cool. Did yes. you ask him to flush it first or did you just... I'm sure the pipe is entering or emptying right yeah. down the street right now. Just... How cool is that? Yeah. It's all yeah. good. I washed off right above How deep the did showers. You go? Um, we went out, I don't know, um, 30, we turned around right at the end of the rocks and went back in. Ed, Ed here showed up and met us out there and Ed did the cave, um, and went around the edge for the cave. Oh. We had already been in the water, um, once before Ed had shown up and. So you just free dived? You didn't? Uh, Yeah, just snorkeling. Oh, just snorkeling. And free diving. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see where that guy dove how many feet he was under held his breath for three minutes or something that's uh, my brother my brother this is- guy holds a record now he holds it, this guy your brother can hold his breath but i don't know about three minutes was there a new uh, free diving record yeah a new free dive record yeah he just uh, i don't know where he's from but i'm thinking <sighs> yeah my my brother dives for the navy so he he can hold his breath he can free dive i'm he blows my mind. We go to the yeah. Colorado River and the cliffs of the Colorado River when he free dives the Colorado River to go down and, and spear gun shoot mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. huge cat catfish that he finds down there. It's unreal what you would find along the cliffs in, in Colorado. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. 
Well, that sounds like a fun day. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, some good stuff happen this week with uh, the competition dirt bikes and motorcycles out there for SB894. Mm-hmm. I was um, very anxious to see whether or not the bill was going to die in assembly appropriation suspense file or not this mm-hmm. week. Um, and we had great news. It actually passed out of the suspense um, folder and went to the assembly floor. The assembly floor should pass it back to the Senate and the Senate should pass it to the governor so um, there was no changes in it and because it was no changes in it i'm pretty sure that that one's going to get fast tracked through Um, i think it'll get signed i I think think they'll both get signed yeah yeah well there's no political reason not to yeah i mean because i think that whole bill is financial and not and it's not financial to the to the state you know it's financial to a business industry that since we kicked every other business out of the state, well, the off-highway um, motor vehicle budget, right? So it goes to our our. They don't have costs at the beginning. The Department of Motor Vehicles will have to set up the program, and that'll be so many million dollars. Yeah, but and then over the years, it'll pay back. Yeah, it'll pay itself off. So, I, I, so I, that I, means yeah. just just to clarify, in case people just tuned in, never heard the show before, it kind of explained to them why this is such good news. Uh, so there's uh, racing motorcycles out there, and there's non-racing motorcycles. And the uh, the air resources people decided that the non uh, the, the the motorcycles that don't have clean emissions uh, sh- should not be allowed on the public land. And so they they drew a line. And over in 2003, the racing motorcycles got a different kind of registration, and they're the time and the places that they were to go was uh, limited. And in 2021, they decided to end that program. So starting 2022, the racing motorcycles cannot get any registration. There's uh, no way to use those on public land. And even though they're illegally sold, there's no way to register them with the Department of Motor Vehicles. So this bill, which is, this is the third time it's run, this bill will allow people who buy those kind of motorcycles to get a, a registration, a pink slip. They won't get a green sticker or a red sticker, but they can get a green, uh, pink slip. I mean, and when we're talking about the sand dunes and we're talking about just going out and regular riding, um, even even just regular riding, those bikes have the more horsepower that you want to get through the dunes. They have... They run what? a lot better. There's very few <laughs> green sticker uh, motorcycles out there for full-size riders yeah there's a couple but there's not many in fact ktm eliminated all their green sticker bikes and they only sold street legal dirt bikes and red sticker racing motorcycles and and that was not the intention when the red sticker program began that the air pollution people gave the industry some time to develop competitive clean motorcycles and they went the other direction they actually they sold more and more of the racing motorcycles with not clean emissions. And clean emissions is a relative thing. And so we talk about dirty dirt bikes and you think, oh, my God, this is, you know, we won't be able to breathe the air anymore. But the modern racing four-stroke dirt bikes are not very bad. They're very close to, uh, to the green sticker standard. They're not quite there. 
So maybe in a few years, they'll make some modifications and be able to get them clean. It's really a, a drop in the in the bucket of water when we really talk about I mean, and, it's, it's well, less than a drop. So when you, when you look at one motorcycle to another, it's not that bad. And then when you look at how many motorcycles are out there, there's not that many of them, and they don't get operated that much. And so, I mean, it's... Audrey said it's a drop in the bucket, and she's absolutely right. It's it's a big it's a big bucket and a very small drop. Is this a pick your battle situation? Well, yeah. I mean, why fight a battle as small as this? Just let it slide. You know, save your ammo for something bigger and better. For example, if they wanted to outlaw everything that goes to the desert, you know, that I, would be a bigger battle. I don't battle. think. Yeah. I think if, if we went all in trying to stop this, I don't think we could have done it. I think the air pollution uh, people, are, are they're just too strong. So the, the air, when you talk about air pollution in right. California and the government, so there's the Air Pollution Control District. There's, there's a board of directors who give directions, and there's a whole bunch of people that work at a place that implement those directions. Well, it's pretty hard to fight. And, and the so, air pollution board. When you really for, for you to fight this, you would have to get the board well, to agree with you. But my point is, go outside, and I'll bet you you can see L.A. Twenty years ago, if you yeah. went outside, you're lucky if you could see past Oceanside. So the air pollution board has done a lot of really, really, really good things for the state of California. I 100% agree with you on that, but when we're talking dirt bikes, no, I, I, I think, mean, and it, I think it, this is why like, they it's, let it's it go. Tractors. Dirt bikes, lawnmowers. Tractor trailers. You get tra- well, tractor trailers, that's a little different. Because that put semis a, on the road. The semis are a lot and, cleaner and than they used to they're be. They're a lot cleaner than they used to be. But right. there's a lot more semis on the road traveling across the country than there are tractors across the country, right. in my opinion. Or dirt bikes across the country, in my opinion. Wow. So when we're, when we're talking quantity and when we're talking what it, how much it actually affects and what it affects to me, um, you know... There's a lot of regulation on it already. You got harsh regulation on it. You're limited to where you can ride already and how you can ride. And right. the fact that it would completely stop you from being able to. And then it's and then it's how do you get the, the enforcement agencies to even know the difference in the regulation and take whether or not 85, you had a 2018, take 2019, part of the 85,000 IRS people and have them start regulating pollution. <laughs> Because I'd Don't rather have them regulate pollution than my taxes. Armed IRS agents yeah. for our taxes. Eighty-seven thousand yeah. armed IRS agents. Oh, and agents. guess what? Armed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I armed saw that. They IRS have- Did you agents. hear they bought yeah, yeah. over seven hundred thousand rounds of ammo? Yeah. Three months ago, and nobody could understand why. Yeah. It's a game it, plan. Let's take a break. A ga- yeah. You're listening to STORC Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to STORC Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by Wayne Miller Tire. And since Audrey fixed up the ad, go ahead. Um, they do tires and wheels, uh, alignments, brakes and shocks, suspension repair, transmission and radiator services, oil changes, and more. Give them a call at 619-596-2800. So we just talked about some good news for the racing community. It's not 100% yet, but it's at least heading in the right direction. So I guess we can just keep our fingers crossed. Last year, that bill died in that committee that it passed this year. Aren't they getting ready to go on vacation? Yes, there's a big, 
big crush to get well, all wanna... these bills done before it, the summer break. Yeah, when is that? It, it's I think it's got to be week. within weeks. It's, I think it's next week. Yeah, Could it die again? No. No. Once it's out of this committee, oh, okay, it goes okay. to the assembly floor. This was the last committee oh, it had to go see. through gotcha. where it oh, can make changes. The last so the and then now it goes to, to the assembly floor to vote, and then the assembly floor sends it back to the Senate. And this. No, right. then it goes to the governor. Oh, then it goes to the governor. I thought I had to go back to the Senate floor. Only for, if it had an amendment. Uh, yeah. Okay. Somebody has to change it. Or, but they didn't, yeah. It didn't get amended. Yeah. I didn't see what the vote was on this one, but the last like three committees before that, it passed unanimously so, out of the committees so i I, so let me so let me ask you a question now okay let's say and it looks like it's a you know 80 40 chance it's going to pass so let's say it passes what about all the folks that bought bikes with no registrations and no paperwork and and nothing are they going to be able to to retro back go to the dealer and get paperwork generated for the bikes they bought i I believe they can they'll have to go to the department of motor vehicles with their stuff well you got to remember there's a pain in the wazoo about this in the past and you have to remember when they originally started the red sticker versus green sticker in 1998 with the dmv implementation of it there was such a hiccup and headache between figuring out the green sticker to the red sticker and what you were supposed to get that it wasn't until 2004 that they uh 2003 that they got it resorted out um and and by 2004 everything was cohesive and they grandfathered in everything before so, 2004 but you still have to go do all the paperwork right 98 yeah. to 03 all the red sticker bikes became green sticker bikes yes Oh. And they grandfathered they, them they in. They've given so many green stickers to red stickers. They just they just said, yeah. They just okay. mailed out green. They stickers. just washed it. So yeah. They just pushed the whole program forward five years. So where is it at? Where would it be now? If this- well, so the, the program ended in 2021, and the, there's no stickers for dirty race bikes. So there are no green, red stickers. Green right sticker now. dirt bikes still get green stickers. How many dirty bikes out there? You think? Oh, there's probably more than green seven. sticker. More than Probably, green sticker. Yeah, five to 7,000. So you think what they'll do is it just automatically... See, it's okay and, to get a sticker, but you still got all the registration. Who well, we, we have mutual friends who have gone out and purchased new 2022... Dirty bikes. Red sticker bikes. We'll just call them dirty bikes. Dirty bikes. And you like to say we're talking One of my best friends. I, I thought so that's kind of cute. The, yeah, and, and they ended up getting a green uh, sticker... Red. Or yeah. sorry, yes, a red sticker registration. Got they, got their, sticker. they got their they got their title in the mail. Of really? the pink slip yep. and the red sticker. He put it on and there he's we go riding. Interesting. Yeah. And you know, so, I, I bought a brand new twenty twenty one bike, a red sticker bike, the last red sticker bike, and it came with an hour meter on it. And I'm at thirty hours. I ride it not all the time, but I ride it periodically. I t- I get it out. You don't get an odometer? No. No, really? We, nobody cares how far we go. We just want to know how long for engine maintenance. Oh, interesting. I had not heard that before. No, but nobody, I, we, we can kind of estimate our, our fuel range. So you don't care about experience. miles. You only care about hours, like an airplane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. Because you could go in slow, tight terrain and really be hard on a bike. And you only get like seven miles, but you've done two hard hours. Right, or you could just blaze down an open trail in, in twelve minutes. I'm surprised cars aren't going. Of course, they may eventually. Well, they are because they're going to charge us by <laughs> the mile. Yeah, I was like, don't even start talking about that. Because that's, that's what. Well, that's probably they're they're feeding the beast through the things that don't have high mileage. 
You, yeah. you mentioned the clean air and, and looking at L.A. Mm -hmm. So in 1985, I rode my first observed trials event in Big Bear. And we, we drove to Big Bear. It was in June. And you could not see the mountain mm -hmm. until you were on the mountain. Right. And now you can see the mile fifty, see the mountain 50 miles away at the same time of year. No, I so that you're you're absolutely right. This I was in the car business, so and I used to have to argue with you on a regular basis when you would bring your car in to get smog, and you would yell at me, "Why are you doing this? All you're trying to do is take my money." And I literally would bring you out in front of the dealership and say, "Look to the north. Mm -hmm. What see do you how see? Far you can see how far can are your eyes burning today? No, That's Catalina Island. We couldn't see Catalina that. Island, a, a Coronado Islands. You couldn't see couldn't anywhere. See yeah, mm -hmm. so. Do I like the way they implemented it? No, because you had morons implementing it. I mean, you had Governor Brown's uncle putting a knock sensor on a car that went into the radiator, okay, that had no bearing on anything except his uncle made a bucket load of money because it made it a regulatory component. He had a radiator business. Right. So now we're putting catalytic converters on cars, and they're being stolen left and right now. So that's another whole. That's problem. another whole story for another show. But so I'm I'm happy to see at least we're going in the right direction. Yeah. You know, it seems like there might be some adults in the room up there. There's a couple of high performance electric dirt bikes that are uh, about to be released. High performance, and you haven't even ridden the ones I'm trying to get you oh on. Oh my god, those are like enduros that are barely dirt worthy. You have there not no quality... even ridden one. You like, can't. You want me to go say... ride a, a, a zero, a less than one? Yeah, a zero over a less than one, a zero. <laughs> All I'm saying is that's like it. I've seen. Do it. you like broccoli? I hate broccoli. Have you ever eaten it? No. So you have to be, you're on radio now. You have to be more objective. You have to go. Now, I'm, if I'm you go ride, ride any it, electric motorcycle that's built for off-road. How many more times do I have to set it up? They don't make off-road motorcycles. How many times they do I have, have to set it up? They have sports that are barely dirt worthy. How many times do I have to set it up? You can't complain about it until you try it. I'm not, I have no, no complaints about electric motorcycles. I haven't ridden one. I can't say they're good, they're bad. That's right. I, what I read and I see, wouldn't these you, brand wouldn't, new electric ones are phenomenal. But wouldn't you like to go and try oh, one out yeah. for a couple of weeks? Heck yeah. And all you have to do is plug it into your 110. You don't even have to buy a high dollar charger. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, because it would be an inter. I can't wait for you to do it and hear what you think when you come back. I really can't wait. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be happy or sad because you're more of a motorcyclist than I am, even though I've ridden longer than you'll ever been alive. But I'm just saying, I, I've learned a long time ago, I don't poo-poo anything until I try it. And if I don't uh, like it, I'm just going to tell you. I'm not poo-pooing anything here. I, <laughs> yes, There are. are some wonderful electric bikes. I can hardly wait to see how they, they come. Well, you know that's what's coming. The, the red sticker thing, I think the manufacturers are going to – they're going to scale back on them. They're going to be making some green sticker. Well, wouldn't that start at the dealer? Won't that start at the dealer? I mean, the manufacturer? Yeah, the manufacturer, yeah. So it's not the dealer because the manufacturer, if they say, okay, instead of building you know, 50000 this year, we're only going to build 10000 Now, if you sell all 10000 and you get orders for another twenty, okay, then we'll build thirty. You know, I think that. I mean, if I was building motorcycles, well, when Honda came out with the CRF four fifty, they sold out everything for the first three years. Exactly. Like we, 
Mm-hmm. We br- my friend brought in one from Canada right. because America was out of them. Right. So wouldn't you build more of them if you were well, Honda? Yeah. But, you know, there, there's a certain mystique in running out, and then there's a buzz, and, yep. and people get real interested in it. And now there's like, oh, it's Are we hard flooded to get, now? so we want it. Are we flooded now with that bike? Uh, they, they, they're careful how they plan their numbers. Well, yeah. They, you- they just about sell what they make. But they're not running out early, and they don't have a lot of extra ones. Well, let me give you a, a mathematical challenge. You, Uh-oh. Uh, Audrey, help me. We're talking a Honda. What was, a, what was the model? CRF 450R. CRF? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's say it was C. They actually did all the bikes CBF, and they had to take the B off and put a R in it. How much money do you think that would cost? Like on on the sticker on, on every the bike, bike. And on every every bike, oh, a few million. <laughs> See, so that's what people don't understand. They'll say, they'll tell me, "Well, how come? <clears throat> why can't you change this, or why can't you change that?" And well, I'll the, say, "Do the math." Well, there's a lot of units. Plus, they, they plan ahead. <clears throat> yeah. Like they they plan about four years ahead. We call those bean counters. The bean counters. They say you yeah. could only build this many bikes for us to be profitable, if, unless you outsell. If you over, if you outsell them. Well, I'll give you an example. That vehicle sitting down there, I don't know if you had a chance to, to really look at it. No, Nissan? not yet. It's a new Nissan Pathfinder. They are. That's going to be like the Kia Telluride. They will not be able to keep that vehicle in stock. Really? It's right. that cool looking, driving, off-road capabilities, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Wow. What's, so, the, what's the mileage on that Pathfinder? I got 30.8. Really? I, I seen they were going to try and take that to out for four by four and, and compete it there too. Oh, you they, can take that thing off roading no problem. It's only got a six inch lift or a oh, half inch, a little over a half inch lift. It's not. It's not so hardcore. sitting six inches up. Yeah, six inches, and it's all wheel drive, and it's got quasi fake you know bead lockers. That's but it's bad. It's bad <laughs> to the bone. Looking at it, I mean, it's really, really nice. I mean, I liked it. So is is it com- competitive with the Bronco? Are they in the same uh, no. category? No. This is a three-row SUV, for, but it'll tow up to 6,000 pounds. Show me a three-row SUV that'll pull 6,000 pounds. That's tape pretty that's much putting it, that's putting it to the limit Yeah. of the three-row SUVs that are on the market today. That's pretty Didn't awesome. look that big from my angle. I know. That's why. But wow. they are. God bless you in advance. It's coming. I know. God bless you. Peanut butter, peanut Dave's butter. Got a so we coming. have a, um, a, an butter, awesome area butter. to take that. Oh, you never <laughs> heard of that? Okay. Um, and that's some place to take it and check it out. We've been talking about for the last couple of years, and I'm going to do a little lead-in into our next segment because we've got to go to commercial break here. Um, but I want to talk Mecca Hills, um, Ed's Mecca-copia, and a potential for open OHV area there. A, a new uh, A new OHV area. Um, so that's huge. Uh, tomorrow's the last day for comments. And um, there's a, I just shared it all over a bunch of pages, but the Blue Ribbon Coalition has a fast link, easy link out to make comments for you, or you can do direct comments yourself. All right. um, well, let's so. take a quick break and let's come back and talk about it because this sounds exciting. You know, whenever you can say we have a new place to go ride. Yeah. SCORC Dirt Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to STORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. The segment is brought to you by PRMI Mortgage, Chris Wiley. Hey, you know, he was born and raised in San Diego in East County. He lives in Alpine, or at least works up there. Has a business administration degree from uh, University of SD. 
Uh, he's been in mortgage for over 31 years, so nobody, absolutely nobody knows it better. Reverse mortgage. You can fund your golden years. Uh, this loan is available for borrowers 62 and older and eliminates your monthly mortgage and primary residence. But you know what? If it doesn't fit, if you've already been doing a good job paying your house off, like he told me, he goes, no, don't do it. It's a waste of your money. VA loans, financing available. FHA loans, you can do that too. Give him a call, 619-722-1303, 619-722-1303. And when you go in and see Chris, thank him for sponsoring SDORC Dirt Radio. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, yeah. we also got to do SSORM uh, Magazine, Steve and Sherry. We got to get them to call in or come in again and give us an update on what's going on in the magazine. Because, well, of course, right now there's no season out there. It's a tad warm. So, it's racing season right now. Yeah, but it's not. No one's going to the desert. Uh, it's had a flat track hey. at uh, Campo. Lot, lot, lots yeah, have of- you been there? Locket, Camp Locket. I need to go there. I'm like right around the corner from it. I don't even. I haven't even been yet. So, but it, go to ssorm.com, ssorm.com, and hook the, hook yourself up, and you'll be up to date on everything going on out in the desert and racing. Because their yeah. daughter's really doing quite well. Yeah, summer. Yeah, she's an awesome. granddaughter. Is it a granddaughter? Yeah, oh. granddaughter. Um, yeah, they they live out by the Salton Sea on the other side of uh, Akatu Wells, and this they, they're off Split Mountain Road. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Right, just like a half mile down. I was out there. I should have stopped by and said hi. Yeah, I was yeah. coming back from a press event. I decided instead of coming to fifteen, the ten, that I'd go the back way and go by Salton Sea. That damn that thing is huge. It is. So you would have driven right by the area that we're talking about then if you came through that way. Um, so Mecca Hills is right there. It's the north side of the Salton Sea and, and north just, and east. just the northeast yeah. of it, just right, right there. Yeah. And um, the area that they're talking about adding it to would be the um, Mecca Hills um, and the Oracopia Mountains area right there. There's a couple of easy trails, nice areas to do. There's a, a nice resort, Glamis Hot Springs North is right there. Um, and uh, there's hot springs, there's canyons, there's Bo- Box Canyon Road is a trail right there. And it's I think paved. that's a paved road. It's yeah. paved. That's a curvy road that goes up to 10. Just awesome 40 foot canyons through you could take yep. a regular car and get a little taste of an experience for why you need to get a four-wheel drive <laughs> you know the new pathfinder or any of these awesome four oh, by yeah. four cars that we have out there because there's several trails right there painted canyon um and a couple of others they want to the right in that meeting area mecca hills meeting area uh, you're surrounded by wilderness where it's hiking only and you can't do anything and no shooting no nothing um there those areas those trails i believe are closed you can shoot in a in a wilderness you are allowed to shoot in wilderness are you 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 shouldn't litter, but you can shoot in a wilderness. Yeah. So all those people along the train tracks, the um, uh, Plaster City train tracks, they're shooting into the wilderness. Yeah, you're right. Into that mountain there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. Um, but it's but very you, limited no on what you can do. no mechanized travel in wilderness. No, no so motorized. no mountain bike, no wheelchair, no motorcycle, no mm-hmm. Jeep. Yeah. Um, so, so this area is surrounded. has a lot of wilderness around it and the Salton Sea on the other side. So it really has a nice boundary. Um, it's also a fun area. I, I, 
Yeah, and the fun things go out and count all the windmills that are not spinning. Well, right now it's trails only. There's no windmills in that area. Yeah, right now it's trails only in that area. Um, And there's a, a, a certain particular area within that. This, Lo- this greater region. Yeah, the There's greater a couple region. of square miles that they've kind of drawn a line around. They said they'd like to make this an open area. Yeah. Means you can drive wherever you want. You can, you can camp wherever you want. So you see a spot over up next to the hill. You can just go over next to the hill and set up there if it's a nice open area for you. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's trails only. and You have to stay on the trail and you can't go off trail. So having it be changed from trails only to an open area location is huge. We always That's, that's one neat. thing that yeah. we push for is an open desert initiative. Why, um, do you, why do you suppose we're starting to see this turnaround? Uh, I well, want, there's, there's a variety of pushback. So... The Palm Springs Bureau of Land Management Office has a huge area. They have all of Riverside County from the Colorado River up to Palm Springs, like all that desert that they manage over a million acres. There's no open areas out there. And there's been a lot of sales of side-by-sides and other off-road vehicles, and they they have nowhere to put them, nowhere to go. There's there's a lot of them in Ocotillo Wells, a lot of them at the Dunes. Mm Uh, a lot of them at Hungry Vet. There's a lot of them going places. So they're basically like, saying, we have all this land, let's open a little of it. Well, they, they've mm-hmm. looked around and they said, this area is ideal. It hasn't already been um, identified as a certain, as a wilderness. Right. It doesn't have endangered species on it. It doesn't have archaeological stuff on it. There's no erosion issues. It, it's it's very suitable. So. Why I'm not? really happy about this. Yeah, I got my comments in for Corva and SDRC uh, a couple weeks ago. So thank you, Audrey, for getting those comments out the, uh, to everybody. Or the link to the, the, link to to the project. Comment, yeah, was shared out by Shannon Welch yesterday. And, and then it was put in by Michael McGarity to the Protect OHV Access um, link, I believe. And then that's where I saw Shannon's comment. Um, on it with the links to it and i was like oh we've been talking about this for the last few weeks and mm. I'm, I'm i'm so horrible at social media i'm you and me both <laughs> i'm but i'm worse than you i yeah i'm i'm so horrible at social media and getting it actually out out where it needs to be we did we did do our email blast so if you are on our constant contact if you have signed up on sdrc we did send the link out you know three weeks ago or so but tomorrow is the cutoff date. So getting your comments in tonight and tomorrow, um, it's huge. It's the final little push through of it. Um, it's a it's a beautiful area. There's some um, the Painted Canyon Trail. Uh, it's just like almost Painted Gorge in in off the eight. Some of the most beautiful rocks and scenery through there, mm. and the greens, the golds, to so the purples and the pinks, and what you see and you experience through. I, you, to me, there's very minimal like it in in the rest of of the world that has that exact same format and mm-hmm. the the mud hills that you see and just the gorgeous features you're right up against Joshua Tree so there's Joshua trees all around you um and those you know it's it, just beautiful unique in that area um plus if you ever get a chance to go over to the General Sherman Museum the tank museum that's right there they got to take those tanks out and test those tanks and run those tanks to keep them in working fashion and work in order. Um, if you ever have a chance, there's a volunteer named Ernest there, and he will take you out and put you in a tank. No, I'll it's- drive it. He can ride with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should go out and see if he has a tank retriever. <yeah <laughs> He does. He does. They they have all sorts of um, where's, decommissioned. Where's this at? 
the General Sherman Museum's right there, just off the ten, right just before Palm Springs, right past it's Mecca Hills. It's, Highway ten, Desert Center. Yeah. It's maybe forty miles east of Palm Springs. Hmm. I may have to check that out. Yeah, it's, it's a neat place. They have a big museum with all kind of I'm, World War II stuff. I love museums. In the in the center of the museum, it, they had engineers build um, a thing. I think it took them like four years to build, and it's a, a topo map of the entire area mm. out there, um, a couple hundred miles of the, wow. the Southern that's, California desert right there. It is money. one of the most awesome things to see right. in person and mm. experience in person. Take, yeah. Next time I go to Palm Springs, I'll have to put that on my bucket list. <clears throat> So um, I have this from John Stewart. John made a comment on uh, the, the actor? Mecca Hills. No, John Stewart is a Cal Four Wheel uh, National um, Resource uh, Consultant, and he um, since retired from Cal Four Wheel and, and moved to Tennessee. But he was um, a National um, Resource Consultant for Cal Four Wheel for. Gosh, I want to say eighteen or twenty years here. A long time in, I, I in the don't state know of California. He attended hundreds, if not thousands, of um, agency meetings for the National Forest and for Bureau of Land Management and for um, uh, state parks and helping keep trails and areas open. And so, um, coming from this, him sh- sharing his input on this is very valuable. So, I'm going to um, read this, which I, I apologize that I'm reading, but I'm going to go ahead and read this. Um, so, here's some background information on Mechacopia SMRA planning effort. It is frequented by many SoulCal uh, off road clubs. That area is a high interest to people in the Palm Springs area, mainly dirt bike, ATV, and overflow from the snowbirds in the Palm Springs area. It was a high priority for me when I was with Cal Four Wheel. Ed Waldheim Corva was very interested in the area. The plan was put on hold in 2018 due to manpower constraints. I'm not sure if their new consultant is up to speed um, and, and what our other club's interests are for this area, but it's a very important area to keep an eye on for Palm Springs. Um, the Hispanic community in Indio Palm Springs area were the prime users uh, originally, and it has since grown. There is Country Road that is a corridor within the wilderness area. It starts at Box Canyon to the north and ends near Mecca. It's closed seasonal from April to October. has Bighorn Sheep Lambing Area. Bighorn sheep is a popular species that impacts off-highway vehicles in the Southern California Desert Region. On the east side, the area is called Chocolate Mountains Gunnery Range. It's also Special Forces Desert Training as well as the SRI Gunnery Practice Area. There is an abandoned railroad system that moved iron ore from Kaiser Mountains north of I-10 to Kaiser Steel Operations in L.A. Basin. I've done that little run right there. That's a pretty awesome run. Um, the Coachella Canal underwent the Coachella Canal underwent a canal lining and realignment about ten years ago with the Bruno of reclamation effort. Dos Palmos is an area recently acquired by the Bureau of Land Management and contains a number of ponds that at one time housed exotic fish ponds. The tilapia in the Salton Sea are reported to be escaped from that operation. As a side note, Dos Palmos is on the western end of the Bradshaw Trail. There's a stage stop that was the site of a robbery in the late 1880-1890 area. The loot from the robbery is reportedly hidden somewhere in the area. 
So can you imagine if you Let's turn that area into yeah open desert and then you know you get Someone's your gold mining, your middle treasure detectors out there? Like that's pretty awesome. I would love to spend a couple of weekends in the winter time out there exploring for some gold mining and such. Because um, I honestly didn't realize that the that the um, robbery money ha- had never been hidden or had never been found. We should um, talk about the peg leg Smith. Uh, legend also at oh, some God. show you know yeah. about that and the, 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 the gold that he found that's down here after the eight right uh, no Akatia wells they think or somewhere in that the imperial county valley oh that he was um moving uh some people he was leading some people to uh san francisco and he crossed imperial county and he stopped and he picked up some interesting stones and he wow. took them to the office and it turned out they were gold nuggets and there was a lot of it where he was, but he could not ever find that place. He never could find it. He went back looking for it. Wow. Oh, it's time for us to take a quick break. Yep. I guess we'll come right back after this. You're listening to FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to STORC Dirt Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by K&J Termite and Pest Control. Family owned and operated for over 45 years. It's bug season, folks, and you need to get a grip. So give old K&J a call at 619-441-7378, and they'll be more than happy to come out, give you an assessment of your property, put you on a, uh, depending on how bad it is, weekly, monthly program, and you won't have to worry about bugs anymore. And thank them for sponsoring SDORC Dirt Radio. Yeah. All right. What else you got? So um, did, you were reading John Stewart's. Yeah, I'm did about halfway through, through. Okay, his, go ahead. Let's hear because that's interesting. What, yeah. His knowledge is incredible. His knowledge is just outstanding. The 20 years, 30 years, he's been a national resource consultant for the state of California. Um, so. It continues on where, um, so we just said the loot from the robbery is reportedly hidden somewhere in the area. Um, The environmental movement has been trying to close this area for years. Um, The area is a long history of mining and military operations, early days of World War II, that area of General Patton's training camp for desert operation prior to the Allied invasion of North Africa. The SMRA involves a lot of long-term camping opportunities. There's Slab City, a former World War II Army camp, um, there, which is turned into its own little outskirts outlaw area. Um, there's an expansion of Joshua Tree National Monument on the eastern side. Um, a few years ago, that effort tied up some of the last easy-to-capture land in the region. The corridor along the I-10 is politically untouchable as it is power and utility water corridor into the L.A. basin, um, i.e. meaning you can't, you're not going to be able to do anything along there because it's all controlled for water and power to get through. Uh, the area around Mecca to the south is potentially burdened by efforts to clean up the Salton Sea, and to the west and part of the north part of the Salton Sea is all tribal lands. So with power, water, railroad, and state federal highway corridors, there's not much left for the environmental movement to push for. Planning efforts can limit encroachment on the existing wilderness. They want that area, especially to the east of Palm Springs, but that is prime solar power area. The prime recreation sports are just south of I-10, Chirico Summit site, Chirico Summit site of the Patent Museum, 
Bradshaw Trail, about 10 miles south of I-10, and the direct area around Mecacopia. Biological issues is the area in the area are bighorn sheep and desert tortoise. The Bradshaw Trail is encumbered by wilderness to the north and military reservation to the south. It is also a railroad corridor for access to the Kaiser Iron Mine, which is near the eastern expansion of the Joshua Tree National Monument. L.A. County has been trying to convert the old mine into a garbage dump using the railroad as access to the site. There are two high-value routes to the south. One starts in Box Canyon area as it's a cherry stem designated county, um, maybe a state road. The other heads are south area. The other heads south around the Patton Museum south of I-10 and joins the Bradshaw Trail. There's a popular destination one way to a place named Hotel California. It's an old mining claim that has rock miner's shack. That route was on the Box Canyon side. The area immediately around Mecca has an existing county landfill. The east-west railroad line runs through the area from L.A. to Yuma. That has military, implica- that has military implications, um, and it provides rail access from Yuma Proving Crowns and other small military facilities in the area to, port- to the port facilities in Long Beach. So it's a, it's a, a huge— a lot going on out there, and it looks like empty desert. But there's a lot of designations and there's a lot of stuff going on. So if we can have that particular area between Box Canyon, the Mecacopia, um, Bradshaw Trail, and have that all be considered open area. So, so they're looking, there's a lot of miles, say, south of, of Highway 10, and they're only looking at four square miles. This is not a big project area. And it seems small and it is kind of small, but you can, there's a lot of zigzagging around in a couple of square miles. But those four square miles are where a lot of those trailheads are. That's like the best. Well, the area, it's more dirt than rock, has a lot of little hills, and it, it's just a wonderful place for off road vehicle use. Yeah. Um, I think trails come into it, but I, I, I know the Bradshaw Trail is a few miles south, and I'm not sure. We, we, I looked to the east, and you could go a certain distance, and then it was shut out by the mountain. Yeah. Yeah, it's so hard to tell on the topo map because it just looks like everything is wilderness. Do you, do you have the uh, the thing from the from the, the plan? Yeah. The plan map? Yeah, that's what was shared on Facebook and all around. For so what's the status see. on that? So, um, Well, comments are due tomorrow. And then it'll move forward from the comments and and go into the next planning stages, what it will take, what they're going to do, the development of it, um, it, which to me, I don't think it needs anything. I don't, you know, development would be the level of scoping comments. Yeah. So this is the beginning of the process. Yeah, they just want to get people's ideas of what. How many years will that? Do you want a bathroom there? Would it be necessary to have? Do you want a picnic picnic table with a shade structure for when you get back from a trail? You know, something along those lines. Depending how hard they push on it, between one and two and a half years. Okay. Audrey has a map open. So one would be over here. One would be the quickest. Three would be the the longest. Likely the longest. Well, and if there's problems. It could stretch right. out. Yeah. But if things go smoothly, it, it's about a two-year process. So yeah. on that map, Audrey, if you look kind of close, you could see some little squares. Yeah. So those are those squares are one square mile. So four of those together, and sort of like a plus sign, is what they're looking at. 
It would be amazing if we could get it fit that in. It would be cool. Yeah, it's it right be right by the highway. I would love that. Yeah. It's you need a new phone. Where the one is. You need a new phone. Oh, I know. It's, I just dropped it and broke it. <laughs> um, so one of the other things I wanted to talk about this week, we've had some major monsoon flooding in Vegas. Vegas Serena Racing was this week, and they had the most dangerous Vegas Serena race that they have ever had. First year without outboards. They've been, yeah, without outboards. <laughs> ski boats. They had... Two weeks prior to is when they start marking that course. When we do the Lost Lizard, we mark the course. It only takes us two days to mark. Two weeks prior to, they start marking that course. Oh, yeah, they they got to mark all the away. dangerous well, it's washes it's and the washouts. It's a couple yeah. hundred miles? Yeah, it's a couple hundred miles for the it's biggest I think it's 350. Um, 350 to 450 miles, depending on what they put in, I believe. Um, and it's it's hard. Hard terrain. <laughs> dangerous you know, mile markers as they go through in between. Um, and they, you have, you know, they set the course up and then they, they give you, a, you know, a GPS route with, with hints, you know, mile 68 to 72 is, is extremely dangerous terrain. You have to watch out, you know, well, Thursday night they have, you know, everything's finished. Everything's marked out. Well, nine thirty Thursday Whoa. night, the night of the race, guess what happened in Vegas? Half inch flash flooding in less than an hour. Washed out everything. A half inch of rain is is not that much rain, but when it comes in a really short amount of time, it doesn't have time to soak in, and it just runs. And you see sand washes in the desert? That's how they get made. They get made from the fast rain. Yep. And now there's trails out there, and the route that they're looking at, it crosses sand washes. And Mm -hmm. over time... The, the edges of the wash, so the say the wash is two feet deep, but people have been crossing it a lot. The, the edges get rounded off, and it, it gets relatively smooth and, and So the race can cancel? Easy. Oh, no. No, they don't cancel No, they the didn't cancel the race. But, they but just... the, a few days before, it, off-road. it rained so hard that the trails got washed out of the sand washes, and instead of having that nice transition in and out of the wash, it got squared off. So they mm-hmm. now have one, two, three-foot completely square vertical drops into and out of the washes. For those and if you're expecting bikes. it to be old and smooth and you're going high speed, it could make a problem. Yeah. Wow. You got ATVs, you've got the 1600 class, which is old school, barely modified. But it's equal modified, for everybody. It's equal but, for everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, it's equal for everybody. Yeah, they did their best to, to go out and market. <laughs> um, you know, and for those of us that like to the need for speed and to go fast, you know, you had Bonville, you had El Mirage Salt Flats this week. This was Speed Week. So Speed Week is huge on Mad TV, Speed TV. You get all those unique custom builders from everywhere that have brought theirs to come out and come in. And they're there at the Salt Flats. You've got engineers from all over the world to watch the fastest cars in the world. And so they who won? One, they, nobody could go. The Salt Flat, no, I mean the, the Dry Lake Bed. Uh, uh, um, uh, Araceli, John... John Araceli and Bryce McKenzie was right behind him. They were nest and neck the whole time. Arciero? Um, Arciero for, for the trophy truck. Ar- Arciero for the trophy truck winner. Um, I, I watched the Warrior Built guys finish. Those right. are the veterans. I love watching the combat vets that go out and race sure. four-wheel to heel uh, status where they go out and they build their own bikes and race. So that yeah. was awesome. All right. Hey, um, another fantastic show. If you want to sponsor... S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio. Just go to S-T-O-R-C dot org and uh, there's an advertising button. Punch on it. 
and you can get your company out all over the world with SDORC Dirt Radio. You can hear our shows on any podcast. If you're not behind your, your computer, you can do that too. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Yak Radio's coming up. Going to do some car reviews and some other automotive news right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Thanks for joining us for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl the program that is working to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. To learn more about SDORC and how you can get involved, visit SDORC.org. That's SDORC.org. Join us next week at this same time for more of the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles while protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. This has been San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.